Well, first up, sometimes an event is as much about where it's happening as exactly what is happening. And that is the case tonight in and around Lytton. Just a year after a fast-moving wildfire destroyed the village, killing two people, that was headlines seen around the world. It also burnt down structures on the Lytton First Nation reserves. There is another out-of-control fire burning in that area again tonight. Fortunately, it is spreading in the opposite direction of the village now. Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth in BC says models suggest the fire will not threaten other communities. Meantime, about 80 wildfire personnel are fighting the 1,500 or 15 square kilometer fire right now. Uh, the Lytton First Nation and Thompson-Nicola Regional District have issued evacuation orders and alerts for dozens of properties across the Fraser River from Lytton. Um, it's broken out about two kilometers northwest of the of the village, and it's believed to have burned at least half a dozen homes. No injuries reported yet. Here is Katrin Conroy, Katrine Conroy, the Minister of Forests here in BC. At this time, it is not posing a threat to Lytton as it is moving away from the town. The fire is classified as out of control, which is a technical term used nationally that means the fire is continuing to spread, which means our BC Wildfire Service crews are applying aggressive suppression and control tactics. I can tell you that last night the fire jumped the Fraser River, but fire crews were able to contain it and stop further spread on that side of the river. That's Katrine Conroy, the Minister of Forests in BC. Now, you can imagine what it's like for those, and not everyone has gone back. I mean, that's an area that's still very much in the rebuild phase, even a year later after that fire. But those who are there, it's been tough. Just the smell, the sounds, the sight of flames and smoke hanging over that community has reopened a lot of wounds that have barely begun to heal. Here's one member of the Lytton First Nation. I'm just remembering losing my town and I got family on that side that lost their houses. I just feel emotional right now. Well, joining me now is John Hogan. He's the Deputy Chief of the Lytton First Nation. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Hi there. So just just the latest on what's on what's happening uh, in the community right now. It's it's seven o'clock. I know the last update we had was a while back, but how are things looking? Uh, they're progressing. We do have our own 12-man unit crew on the fire as well. They're just deploying right now. We have confirmation right now. We we have lost seven homes on our reserve. There's been some evacuations already, I know. Where are those people tonight, uh, Deputy Chief? Some are in Lillooet, some are in Cash Creek, and if you have made the way to Kamloops, they were fortunate to get some rooms there. Yeah, we saw the update today from you, which you were involved in as well, but with uh, the public safety minister, the Ministry of Forests. Uh, what's the sense in the community right now about where this fire is headed and how big it's getting? Well, the fire has increased in size and its dynamics is picked up by the wind and that really changes the situation in some levels. How so? How is how is it? Is it a real challenge? Is it in an area if, I, if people aren't familiar with where it's burning? I think a lot of people know those images of the town from last year, but mightn't know uh, what the terrain is like where it's burning right now. Well, it's burning from the Fraser River rapidly up the mountainsides in many locations. So it is an aggressive fire. It's moving, being pushed by the wind, and that exacerbates the situation. But there's many men, as mentioned, 80 personnel on the fire. Uh, 
It must be, I mean, it must be, we just heard what it was like. I mean, I know you personally lost your home last year. Your, your siblings lost their homes. What's it been like just the last 24 hours to to watch this? I know it must be, I mean, two years ago, this mightn't have been such a big issue, but it must be different now. Oh, yeah, things are different because we don't have all of our community members in place, and those people would have been in assistance. And then there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, things that people could have helped with. How so? Well, if we had knowledgeable people here, they they could have assisted with um, getting people, and we had other people that aren't around, and we don't have access to their vehicles. Last night, um, our members had to lend BC Wilds Fire Service at least three trucks and some other equipment because with the ferry being out, there's no resources on that side. Yeah, for those who don't know the area that well, I was listening to you say that during the press conference today. Tell me about the ferry and, and what role it plays and having it not operate, what kind of challenge that poses. Well, the ferry operates usually in water that's lower than it is right now. So it can carry two vehicles, but right now without that, there's limited ways to get men, women, and firefighting equipment to the west side. So Where the fire is burning. And people have to pack fuel across a walkway bridge at the southern end of the town across the CN Rail Bridge. Right. So, so in other words, it's just hard to reach where it's burning. Yes, for the most part, but we do have good hella support and there's good water bomber activity and other resources. So we're hoping for some cooler temperatures and we just had like 30 seconds of rain in Lytton this afternoon and that was about all we got. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a help. What's it like there right now? Just to see if you could describe just what the what it smells like, what it sounds like, what it looks like. The winds have calmed down a bit. It's still fairly smoky. There's heavy smoke drifting down into the River Canyon. There is a lot of uh, smoke climbing the mountains too, so that must be affecting the air quality in the communities north of us. So. With this big plumes of smoke in different time periods. I know you're not a frontline firefighter, but but just in general, what are you looking for now in terms of where this fire is moving? We know it continues to grow, but we did hear today during the same press conference that you were involved in uh, that it is moving away from some of the areas, but not all the areas, right? There are structures and so on where the fire is moving towards. Is that is that the case? Yeah, there is the potential that it could affect other housing. So, and it's going in the northwest direction along the Fraser River and climbing the hillsides along the benches, river benches. Are there homes there? Uh, yes, there's homes there. That's why we have the evacuation order right to Intel Palm Creek. Right. So seven homes, you've said, have already been destroyed. How many are more under threat as far as you can tell? 
There's a potential for at least 10 other homes that are in the direct line of fire. John Hogan is my guest this half hour. He's the Deputy Chief of the Lytton First Nation. Of course, there is a out-of-control wildfire burning in that region tonight. Uh, it is about 15 square kilometers. There are about 80 crew on the ground there. There are also uh, helicopters and uh, water bombers, I believe, that are there, including another uh, plane that looks out for everybody else. And there's an incident command team on the ground. So there's lots of work going on, but it is in a tough-to-get-to area. The winds are have been relatively strong, although, uh, as uh, Deputy Chief Hogan said, they've quieted down a little bit. There was a tiny sprinkle of rain this afternoon, but not quite enough. When we come back, we'll talk just a more, bit more about last year and the rebuild and just how the community is doing, because I know... Uh, uh, Deputy Chief Hogan, you had a lot to say last year just about the community coming back stronger, but having to adapt uh, to this new reality of fires and uh, just wondering where you're at with that. We'll get to that after this. Our guest this half hour is John Hogan. He's the Deputy Chief of the Lytton First Nation. Uh, we're talking about a wildfire that's burning out of control not far uh, from the village of Lytton um, on the west side of the Fraser River tonight, about 15 square kilometres. Uh, we've had updates today that it is, in fact, moving away from more populated areas uh, and might not affect any other communities, but certainly less, just a little more than a year since that devastating wildfire tore through that area. It is very difficult for those there to be watching this happen again and simply uh, keeping their fingers crossed that this continues to be a growing but uh, manageable uh, situation. Um, Deputy Chief Hogan, I read an interview that you gave last year about just the, the community being displaced and, and just looking ahead to trying to bring people back, getting people back together, back in their community, back on their land. Where are you with that? And, and what does this fire do to that momentum? Excuse me. Yeah, it does something to the momentum. We have lifted the evacuation orders from last year, just the other day on July 7th, really. And we had people returning to some areas where they could um, be connected to the land and whatnot. But we have about 34 temporary homes that are ready to go. And we're just waiting for the final hydro hookup on those homes. And then now hydro is dealing with them. new problems in the area in regards to hydro outages caused by fire. Yeah, I mean, it, how has it been for the community for the past year? I know we haven't we haven't talked about this on this show. Uh, I mean, how 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 have you? Where is everybody? And what sense is there that everyone will be able to come back sometime soon? Well, for the last year, there's been no services locally. There's nowhere to get groceries, prescriptions and really to see the doctor or, or those kind of things that you would find in a full community. And so partial services have come back, like the bank and the post office, and we're waiting for an RCMP station. We had different uh, medical temporary buildings put in so doctors could visit their patients again and that's normally how it's been. People had to grocery shop one hour away, and then the atmospheric rivers in November closed down many of the highways that were needed to get to somewhere else to do your basic shopping for daily living. So still not really nowhere near normal at all? At no, when point. we've said prior that it would probably be five to seven years before everything's fully back 
when you see another fire oh sorry go ahead go ahead i see when you see another fire like this one it must just raise alarm bells again thinking when when were we going to be able to settle back where we were and return to what we had yeah and with fires we know that they're always going to be in our midst at some point and we have to always be prepared for that and it's just part of the landscape where we are situated and the extreme heat that we experience here is a factor and we really have to be cognizant of how we treat fire and the respect that we have to show fire and not mishandle it. I know that you were directly impacted by this. The uh, The band office was, was burned. Uh, I think you lost your home as well. Your siblings did. How have you been? How have you been doing? Myself, there's a lot of distractions. Like we've had way more meetings than we've ever had. And we have to do a lot of that to put things in place for community members and try to find uh, a balance of how to work with them and achieve getting them houses and services in the community. I think you said a year ago that you thought it would make the the community stronger in the long run. Do you still feel that way? I do, and there are people that are struggling, but once they are situated and are able to progress and feel connected to the land again there'll be many strides made it still feels like home it does john hogan thank you so much uh i think everyone's keeping their fingers crossed that this uh is a scare but not much more hopefully and we know there's been some homes lost already but hopefully uh it doesn't get any worse than that thank you so much for your time tonight and good luck thank you all for thinking of us take care